Life can throw a lot at you. But imagine if your life were different, better, not because of what's coming at you, but because of what's coming from you. Let's get there together. Join us and imagine yourself. How you doing out there, everyone? I'm Lene, and I'm ready to play. All right, let's do it. I'm Sandy, and Lene, what are we imagining for ourselves today? Well, before we get to imagining, do you have your goggles out? I don't think I own a pair of goggles. <gasps> what about nose plugs? I don't have nose plugs either. I just when I go in the pool, I'm just like taking all kinds of chances. You got your swimsuit. I <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> okay, you got your swimsuit and your swim cap ready. Because we have swimming lessons today. I want to make sure everybody listening will get into their group. Uh, are you backstroke swimmers, breaststroke, freestyle? Where's my butterfly swimmers? Once you choose which one you are doing, I want you to uh, imagine yourself knowing which lane you're in and knowing when to stay in your lane. Okay, so I'm going to pick freestyle. How about okay. that? Right. Freestyle. That's a pretty good one. It means that you're going to do your basic swim technique as opposed to those poor backstroke swimmers who have to swim. They can't even see where they're going. They're just backwards know. all over. Yeah. The place. yeah, yeah. So that's one of the ones you're going to kind of stay away from because mm -hmm. you know that's not your forte, your strong point, right? <laughs> that would not be cool. We wanted to talk about staying in your lane today because it's important for two reasons. First reason is... We have enough to do in our own lives, in our own jobs, with our own stuff, without thinking that we need to crane our neck over <laughs> and be all up in somebody else's job, life, and stuff. And have something to say about it. Have something to say about it. Try to fix it. Try to jump into it. It's yeah. not cool. I don't have the bandwidth for that. Do you? I have my own life and family and things that I need to focus on that I would have been tasked with. I don't need to go over to Sandy's house and <laughs> and put my fingers in her pots. Right. But yet, as we say this, we don't have the energy. We don't have the bandwidth. But I'm betting that we do do it sometime. We're all guilty of getting out of our lanes and into somebody else's occasionally. Either that or we know someone who does it to us and we really uh, would like for them to stop. So if this is you and you're out there listening, please know how to stay in your own lane. Do you think people who get into other people's business do it out of honest concern or do they do it because they are, I don't know, bored or they just... I'm asking. I wonder if a lot of people sometimes, especially maybe ladies or mothers, do it as a nurturing way mm. that, that I can help you do this. I can do it better than you. I can make your life better. I can fix it versus letting people live their lives and do it their way and find the excitement of learning and discovering well, there's some part that you do want to help. Like, let's say there's the classic example of a mother-in-law and maybe you have your first child and you haven't been through it before. The mother or mother-in-law can swoop in and sometimes go a little too far in meddling. I think that would be a classic example, but they do it generally, I think, from good intentions, correct? Well, here's the thing, though. Let's add on top of that. The real essence sometimes of staying in your lane is from people who don't have the experience. So can you imagine your next door neighbor who has never had children her entire life coming over and trying to help you 
learn how to raise your child. That's when it gets really sticky. Yeah. When they don't have the expertise or the experience or the knowledge or anything, and they're still trying to come over in my lane. Okay. That's right. the one I'm getting at. The backstroke swimmers are over there doing their thing, and you're freestyle, and you're trying to come. Don't, no, don't do that. All right. Okay. <laughs> That's when it becomes something that I feel is very unliked or disrespected or, I don't know, the person might feel very put off by it. When you don't even know what you're talking about, but yeah. you're coming over here loudly. Right. And you think that that's pretty common, huh? I do. I, there's a word for it. And many of you know this little word. It's people who get labeled as a busybody. Yeah. <laughs> if they had concentrated on what they were good at and just focused on that and moved in that direction, instead of trying to look around and see where they could stick their foot and in their influence, they would have been better off if they had really just chilled and stayed in their lane. That is an extreme example, right? So we're talking about in this podcast, staying in our own lane. So we need to recognize when we veer out of our lane as well. Yeah. In my opinion, it's really about setting boundaries for yourself. It's about self-control. It's about learning that other people have to live their lives. And also in the career world, too. If you have been tasked with making sure that you do all of the IT work, why are you over there trying to manage the people who are in charge of marketing? Marketing. Yes. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Your field of expertise is making sure that the equipment and computers and everything's running good. You don't need to give them marketing advice with your limited exposure. You know, you've never done it before and you're telling them how they can brand their business better. And sometimes you say that it maybe is really a good natured thing, but other times I wonder if it's someone trying to pump up themselves and just make them feel like they're a master of all trades when they're not. Right. And that's the part where you have to know when to diversify and when to stay in your lane. Mm -hmm. Because there's even this interesting Bible verse about it where they're saying, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body. But if the whole body were an eye, it, where would the sense of hearing be? And if the whole body were an ear, what would the sense of smell be? You aren't meant to be everything to everybody in every circumstance. That's true. You're supposed to do your job. So I, I found this quote. It's kind of cute. Don't let your food get cold worrying about what's on somebody else's plate. Exactly. Yeah. And it's that reminds me, too, about when you worry about what somebody else's plate or what somebody else is doing. That extends out a lot into the social media world. Yes. But people are putting their stuff out there. And when you put yourself out there, of course, people are going to have an opinion about it. And another thing that I think is kind of interesting about staying in your own lane is what happens when you don't stay in your own lane, you end up comparing yourself yes. to other people. And, and that's, that's another social media incident that happens too. kind of a consequence of looking at Pinterest and looking at for too long. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it's good to get ideas, right? But yeah, even Facebook, everything and looking at everybody talks about this, how looking at other people's lives, it makes them feel like they're falling short or they sometimes jealousy pops up because you're thinking about the other people. But enjoy theirs without having to compare against yours. And remember too, it's a highlight reel. 
people do post things that are negative that happen in their lives. But generally, when you are posting something on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, you know, you're getting that perfect Instagram moment with yeah. that perfect filter. And I'm out having dinner and look at my beautiful dinner and look at my beautiful family. And yeah. it's their highlight reel. And you don't know what's really going on behind the scenes, not to say that you should know, but just keep that in mind and don't let feel like, wow, the Joneses are out on Saturday night again at yeah. this restaurant. And honey, we never go out to eat. And that's when it becomes a problem. Then you're bringing that either jealousy or envy into your family and your home when you didn't need to. Yeah. And you should treat it. I love the fact, treat it as a highlight reel. Yeah. When you, you know, when you watch a highlight reel for sports, you know that there was a full game and there were definitely ups and downs, mm-hmm. but you're getting to see all the most exciting parts and you can enjoy that. Right. Try to do the same for, these are supposed to be your friends or family. Right. You exactly. Know, see it and enjoy it and celebrate it and then go back and, and get back in your your own life and get back in your own lane. That's right. We should be able to appreciate. I mean, I like most moms post stuff about my son's accomplishments and but I always want to be careful not to go too overboard. Hashtag mom brag, right? It's even <laughs> it's got a name, right? Yeah. And we love our children. We yes. we want to post, but it's not like every mundane thing that we post about our family either. So enjoy like I enjoy when I see something good happening for somebody's career or something good happening for their family. And I try to just appreciate that without saying, well, gee, I'm not in this place or my kids, you know, or It was never meant to do that. When they sent that out, they did not intend to have people upset about anything that they posted. It's supposed to be for joy, a joyful celebration, not something to look at our own shortcomings. And that's right. that's something that we probably all need to work on also. And then people working out at the gym, you know, oh, yeah. so co- I totally fall short in that. And it, sometimes it's hard. It's like, okay, day 30, I'm down 14 pounds. And I'm sitting there thinking while I'm eating my Pop-Tart, yeah. maybe not literally, but, oh, you know, I should be doing that. So it's kind of good motivation. But at the same time, I should be cheering them on. Yeah. And again, using it as motivation for yourself and and deciding, I think I'll put the rest of this Pop-Tart in a Ziploc baggie (laughs) and I'll eat it later. (laughs) You know, that's it. And then, you know, and I'll do a few sit-ups on the floor real quick. Yep. There you go. Burn (laughs) burn the Pop-Tart off. But um, no, so whether it's workouts or whether it's posting about your kids or you're going out to dinner. Let's enjoy that from other yes. people without worrying about how our lives may or may not stack up. Exactly. And then also, this kind of leads to the other end, because this is about knowing when to stay in your lane. But the other end of this is knowing when it's time to learn a few new moves and a few new strokes and get into a few new lanes of your own. Okay. We are not meant to be one dimensional. But we are meant to learn how to, uh, you know, my son, he does competitive swimming. So he does the freestyle and he does the butterfly. Now, he doesn't try to do the breaststroke because he's not good at it uh, or the um, backstroke. He's another one backwards. He's not really great at that part. But he didn't just stick with freestyle like he could have. He did branch out and do another one. And that's another component of knowing when to stay in your lane versus knowing when to add a little bit more to your own personal portfolio and your own personal lane. Okay. And some people have trouble with that. And maybe that's why they're kind of looking at things on social media and, and having problems because maybe they're realizing 
that they have a little nudge within them and they need to step up their game and learn a few new skills to put under their belt. And put down the Pop-Tart. Yeah, and put and put down the Pop-Tart. And, yeah, <laughs> and just balance it out with a few extra things. And so that's the second part, the one where, bless us, sometimes there's some of us who have such big fears and so afraid to get into the water of life and find their, you know, their lane or find their second lane. And they just feel... I struggle with this. Sometimes I feel like I'm not worthy enough. I'm not competent. I don't have enough confidence in myself to actually do something that I bet is part of what's one of my purposes in life. I have been a stay-at-home mom for years. And when it came time, you know, my kids were older, to step into the workforce, very intimidating, Mm. very overwhelming, and almost easier to just hide under the covers or in this case, not get in the water, not even get in the water. Yeah. But just tipping your big toe in there and then your leg and then go waist high and then eventually put your face. It's so rewarding when you finally get that courage and that umph to try something new. So there's really a balance between staying in your lane. Some people can't, they want to do everything and they're just all over the place and they're ridiculous. And some people only want to stay in one tiny little comfortable place. And that can be ridiculous, too. Yeah. So everybody is unique. What is good for one person is maybe not so much for somebody else. So instead of just staying in your own lane all the time, maybe you have to ask, is there like a diversion that I can make without getting over into a territory that I don't belong? Like you say, your son found a different form of swimming that he enjoyed as well. Yes. And you are obviously finding some career aspirations. Myself, yes. Yeah. So you can take baby steps or whatever, but I found a few examples, Sandy, that everybody can maybe identify with. These were some major companies that everybody has heard about that ended up in some way or another failed publicly because they didn't have it balanced between staying in their lane. Okay. The first group is kind of that one that's that I can more identify with where they never really adapted or grew with the times and learned how to expand their lane or or do a little bit more within their lane. Blockbuster video. Oh my gosh. (laughs) There's like one more left, isn't it in Australia or something or I can't remember. There's literally one blockbuster left on earth. When there used to be one on every single corner. Yes. And you know, it's because they didn't either didn't realize they needed to adapt or couldn't adapt to digital devices and and digital in-home services. And they just flopped. Couldn't you imagine if they had been more proactive, they could have been Netflix. Well, how about Netflix offered them in uh, around 2000, the year 2000, They made them an offer, and they said, oh, Netflix is just some little tiny niche market. They don't know anything. Oh, no, they didn't. They did. They did. So that is a situation not only were they not willing to adapt, they didn't even take the lifesaver when they were thrown the, you know, a life belt. Lightsaber? Like in Star Wars? uh, uh, No, light. What's it called? Light. Of light vest? Yeah, they didn't. They didn't even take over the life vest when they were throwing a throwing something to help them out, or a lightsaber. They could have gotten to you know <laughs> to cut through. <laughs> yeah, I mean that'll work for pretty much anything. 
because they're cool. Yeah. But um, all right, so there's Blockbuster. Yeah, that's a huge example. What else you got? I've got Polaroid cameras. Even though you see them now, you have to admit that Polaroid cameras and Kodak film and that whole like genre, I guess, of cameras kind of went out the window when digital cameras came to life. Yeah. Because you didn't have to go to the photo mart anymore and get your film developed. You had it right there. You can plug it into your computer, download mm-hmm. your photos, get them printed. They just didn't. Again, it's the same thing with digital. They weren't able to adapt to digital devices. Yeah. And they just fell out. You think that they would have had an in, right? If they, they, were just... the, they were the originators of, yeah. of it all, but they didn't diversify at all. Uh, Borders Bookstore. That's another one, too. Oh, I used to love Borders when my son was little. Yeah. Yeah. And they just lost their edge because everybody was getting e-books or getting them from Amazon. You know, so so things like that. And nothing wrong with that. But So those are just some of the ones that just couldn't keep up and didn't find new ways to recreate themselves and make themselves marketable. But I have some other failures the opposite way. I like that. (laughs) Yeah. Folks that actually should have just stayed in their lane and stuck with what they do best. And the biggest one that I remember growing up was when Coca-Cola Company decided to make new Coke. Oh, I remember that. You remember that? They had this formula. It was so sugary, sweet, nasty. Everybody hated it. They had done this big marketing push. Everybody liked Coke. Coke was fine. It was not in any danger. Why did they decide they wanted to have new Coke? Something about taste tests that they were doing. I read about that somewhere, and I'm not sure because of their competition with Pepsi, and Pepsi was making inroads, but I'm not really sure. Anyway, go on. No, it's just a situation where, as you see now, both the regular old original Coke had to come back. They had to bring back original, and then Pepsi's, and it's fine to have two big competitors, and it's fine to have choices, and we've gone now for these decades and decades of being able to choose between Coke and Pepsi, but they did not need to change their formula. No. And, and you know, now that we see, of course, hindsight 2020, but they, the other one was Frito-Lay. Do you remember when they came out with Wow Chips? Wow Chips. With Olestra. Oh, and that caused all kinds of issues that we won't talk yes. about. Yes. Oh, Nobody wants those issues. They got sued. They had side effects. It was just make regular chips. Yeah. And, you know, and, Eat them in moderation. Right. But, you know, that was another one. There's another one. Uh, it's not so much of an, well, this was an epic fail too, I guess. But not too many people have heard about this one. This one I had to do a little digging. But the makers of Bic, who do ink pens and cigarette lighters and shaving razors, they wanted to launch disposable underwear. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. it. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. What were they doing? That wasn't in their lane. They that do was not in their lane. Pens. If somebody wants to do yeah, disposable. Maybe, yeah, let Fruit of the Loom <laughs> do that. <laughs> let the Huggies diapers or Fruit of the Loom so don't have an ink pen. Like, what? Like, what are you I doing? I missed that one. What are you doing? Did that even come to market? Uh, 1998, it did and failed so miserably that not too many people even know about that they tried. Now, in this day and age, if something like that happened, that'd be all over social media. Yes. And there'd be memes and everything. And we'd be joking about it even harder than we are right now. No. All right. So, and then then there's the the last one. This is the last one. But this is my, actually, is my favorite one. In 2005, Cheetos. Crunch, crunch, Cheetos. Yeah, love Cheetos. Terrible for you, but go ahead. (laughs) How do you like Cheetos when they're like, the orangey stuff is all over your fingers and your lips? 
why did Cheetos come out with a Cheetos flavored and scented lip balm? What? In 2005. And why did they think that was a good idea? That's Why did they think that should be in their lane? No. No. That's no. Yes. Okay. So these companies are examples, or at least the last few that you gave are just examples of people that went off and did something that wasn't... In their wheelhouse. In their wheelhouse. And then the blockbusters, those were more examples of not adapting maybe staying too much in your lane. So you went yes. from one extreme to, the, to other. the other extreme. And I feel that it's a very practical way that we can apply it to our own lives too, mm-hmm. where we need to make sure that we don't become a blockbuster or we don't become a new Coke or a <laughs> Cheetos lip balm. We really can balance. And right. we, we don't want to be a busybody. We don't want to be so unsure of ourselves that we don't try new things. There's a balance. We don't want to compare ourselves to other people. Right. We don't want to look. We don't want to spend another day looking at someone's social media and feeling bad when we see something joyful. We can get motivated and put down the Pop-Tart, but... Yes. And yeah, do something else for ourselves. Find a new gym. Find a new workout partner. Do our own walking and healthy stuff. But we don't want to, if possible, not dare try to take the joy or the shine away from anybody else. That's right. And also not try to step into their kitchen, step into their world, and try to take over and do things that are meant for them to do. So what's our takeaways? Are we at takeaway time? We're at takeaway time. I have one little memento from my childhood to share in order to make sure we hit home with the takeaway. I was a tattletale as a child. (laughs) No. Oh, I took every opportunity possible to tell what Marcus and Kim and Stephanie were doing as opposed to doing my own stuff. So one day I'm, of course, trying to help my teacher because I can be a little mini teacher, even though, once again, unsolicited. I was so busy watching and seeing what everyone else was doing and following where they were going so that I could come back and tell. And it backfired on me because while I was out there coming back, reporting to the teacher and telling someone else's dirt, the teacher asked, why were you even over there yourself anyway? (laughs) (laughs) And I got busted Mm -hmm. and I got in trouble. And eventually I learned that I should have just stayed in my lane and let the teacher do her job. And I do my job, which is to be a kid and play and do my homework and do what I'm supposed to do. That's so, right. So that's <laughs> that's from the, the takeaway from that, besides just our normal balance and self-control, is sometimes these things backfire on your own life. So you need to please remember to keep watch over your own things instead of always trying to be your brother or your sister's keeper and watching what they're doing. And even trying to find fault and trying to... You know, mess them up and get them into trouble. Yeah. No, that's not that's, cool. <laughs> I hope that adults don't do that. It's I, I mean, mean, some people at work, you know, some little brown nosers or whatever, they just can't wait to go back and report back such and such. Da, 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 da. That's not your job. Your wow. job is to, is to turn in your reports and do your things. The way you said that, it <laughs> makes me feel like you've been through that. Or at know work, somebody. Well, here's the thing. It was... I guess maybe I didn't learn it as good as a child because it works sometimes when I knew I wasn't all that great at my job. If I could say such and such, such wasn't good at their stuff either, then it you know, made me look like 
like this is just we're all like this. Ah. <laughs> this is terrible. To, this is bad, bad, bad things to admit. But yeah, not cool, not good, not helpful, not the way to go. All right, tattletale. Yeah, yeah tattletale all the time. Now there's nobody for me to tell on, I guess. So it's over. Well, <laughs> if you see any pop tart wrappers around, you can tell on me and say that you're my little Sandy. And and it's and it's okay to have a little pop tart every once in a while, <laughs> especially the brown sugar cinnamon. Yeah. Now see, now we're now we're advertising for pop tarts. Ah. <laughs> but no, the biggest takeaways just to remember: know who you are. Are you the type of person who needs to open up? their eyes and their life and their hearts to new experiences and to new things and get yourself on the right road so that you can expand your lane? Or are you the type of person that needs to reel it back a little bit and make sure that you are actually focusing on the things set before you, your tasks that you are meant to do, that you're created to do, and that you can do best? And overall, we just want to imagine yourself Pulling on that swim cap and that swimsuit, sticking your toe out there around uh, in the water and making sure that you go out there, you focus and you do what you do best. And you know exactly when you are supposed to stay in your own lane. Thanks for listening. Now we'd like to hear from you. Got an idea for the show? Want to share your story or just say hello? Make sure you connect with us. You can do that at imagineyourselfpodcast.com. And we'll talk to you again next time when we have something new to imagine. 